welcome, 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 welcome back to another edition of Face the Buzz. One thing I just noticed by doing that is the more that you say a word, the weirder it sounds. But I'm not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on what we're supposed to be talking about today, which is we are going to talk about face value. Since I've been doing this podcast, people have been inquiring about what the heck is face value really about. You know, I see it, I see the memo, I see what you're talking about, but I guess it's always better to hear it from the horse's mouth. So, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about face value. Um, so to start off, what is face value, you know? Face value to me is really more so about filling in the blanks. I feel like um, a lot of the main news agencies and stuff like that, or media agencies, I should say, they focus more so on the headline, which is great because people are addicted to the headlines. That's what kind of catches your attention and everything else. But there's also beauty in the details. So while the headline is the big thing, you also want some content within the actual story or some background information and all that good stuff. You know, of course, you know, we're going to you know talk about the headlines too, but... Let's be real. You want you want to know a little bit more about stuff that's actually going on than just looking at a headline. You look in, you get two paragraphs, and you, that's the end of the story that you wrote. So now you got to figure out and dive into three different other sources just to get that information that you wanted. So filling in the blanks would be an important step in making sure you don't have to go to four or five different sources just to get the information that you wanted from one. So, that's kind of what I pride myself on. That's kind of what I focus on. And also, just valuable insight. I want to build something that gives a different perspective than the mass media. I mean, sometimes our perspectives might align, but other times when they don't, it also gives you a different viewpoint. It gives you a, a different you know, vantage point, a different way of looking at it. So, that's just something that we offer, and I feel like I'm going to continue to offer throughout the whole entirety of this project uh, my baby that I'm trying to grow the main things we want to focus on are pretty much right now sports entertainment and HBCUs now I say right now because I'm not going to be closed minded to expansion I mean one thing that I've always said that when I came into this I never really looked at being alone in doing this I've never wanted to be like oh this is my blog I want to do it my way and that's it I want to get valuable insight from other people, build a great team of people, uh, cover different areas, cover different things. So that way, I feel like it's very boring if you just look at something from my point of view instead of looking at a blog or a website or anything and being able to get a you know a mix of different views, a, a mix of different opinions from that blog or anything like that. So I just feel like that's one of the fun things that I want to build is different insights. So you never really know what you're going to get when you come to face value, which it'll give you a different perspective on a lot of things. So, I mean, even in sports, I feel like when people look at sports, they just see people getting paid amounts of money to bounce a ball, throw a ball, dribble, or whatever the case may be. But when I look at sports, because I've played, you... It's a lot of different things that go into sports besides the time that you spend. You learn about people and their backgrounds, their upbringing. 
things that they've gone through and different things like that. It's not really... When you look at ESPN, the highlights really are more so about basketball. And they do a pretty decent job of getting out of sometimes just the sports aspect of it and also learning more about the individuals. But there's so much more to sports than just bouncing a ball or throwing a ball or anything like that. So it's a broad world. Um, Dive more into it, even with HBCU athletes. I feel like no one really covers HBCU athletes until they turn big time. So that's definitely something I want to get to uh, a little bit more. So um, just dealing with that, like sports are so much more than just what you see on the Sundays, what you see on the NBA nights when they're bouncing a ball and scoring. There's, there's, these are people. People have backgrounds. And sometimes their background pushed him to do what they're doing on the court. So just learning about that and learning other interests. They're not all just interested in playing basketball. It's a lot of different things that I'm pretty sure most of these guys want to do with their lives. And it'll be fun to kind of talk and interview and stuff like that with guys that aren't just so involved in I want to bounce a ball and then just, you know, wither away after I finish bouncing the ball. I don't feel like these guys really want to do that with their lives so sports are just so much more than just that to me i mean entertainment as far as that goes man i love music love movies love tv love all that good stuff so you know it's just fun to kind of you know get a little inside scoop about stuff i don't want to be like a spoiler i've seen some websites where they just spoil it and i never go back to those websites because if you spoil it for me i'm gonna be tight with you like i'm gonna be real upset so I don't want to be that person. I don't. I don't want us to be that type of organization where we spoil and stuff. And, but I do feel like there's more that you can dive into, even with that filling in the blanks with some of these artists and what they, you know, gone through and things that they don't like and things that they do like to talk about and stuff like that. So you can just dive into it a little bit more. Uh, HBCUs. Now, if you listen, if you've heard any of the previous podcasts at all, you know. I feel very strongly about HBCUs. I feel like we are, you know, the greatest. But if you don't go to an HBCU or if you never or you've never attended an HBCU, then you might not feel that way. And that's fine. That's one of the great things about it is that we all have different opinions. So I just feel like HBCUs or HBCUs have one of the purest forms of true diversity and acceptance, mainly because of the fact that we've never closed our doors anybody based on the color of their skin or their religious beliefs or anything else like that so i personally believe that when you talk about diversity and acceptance in the schools the conversation doesn't really start with schools that have been founded for years i feel like it really honestly starts with hbcus because there was never a barrier that said hey you got to be this you got to be that to get into our school so me personally, that's why I love HBCUs. That's, I mean, it kind of creates a, the pure environment that we do have with the love. And, you know, people feel like, oh, I feel like it's, you know, a great community and everything like that. Mainly because I feel like that that really ties into it a whole lot based on the fact that there was never any exclusion. We never discriminated against any group of people that wanted to learn or get a higher edu- get a higher education. So. I just feel like that's 
that's as good as it gets. I mean, and there's a whole bunch of news that happens with HBCUs that um, you don't know about. Even with HBCU students and stuff that's going around and happening at HBCUs with events and stuff like that, you don't hear a lot about it. We have a, we have a few HBCU buzz does a great job. Uh, HBCU Game Day does a great job. HBCU Connection, I think, they do a great job. But four things can't cover every HBCU every time something happens. So I do feel like there's a need for that. And since I have a love for it, I would love to do it. I would love to be involved in that. So um, that's just one of the other you know, aspects of right now, where we are right now with sports, entertainment, and HBCUs. Like I said, I'm not opposed to growing, but these are my main loves. So I want to build a team and bring people in that also have different passions and stuff like that. So that way we can cover more things. We don't want to stretch ourselves too wide or too all over the place, but we can cover some different areas that I per se right now, I'm not passionate about, but if I bring somebody on that is passionate about those things, then guess what? We can cover those things. We can dive into those things a lot deeper. So I wouldn't be opposed. And plus the fact that HBCUs are just filled with black culture I'm sorry. I just, I can't get over that. So I love it. <laughs> I just love HBCUs and everything that we've really stood for and everything that we've really pushed about our narrative and what we want to do with the communities that we're involved in and everything else like that. So that's just a few of the main topics that we're covering right now and what we're about. Um, never really looked at being in this alone. So like I said, that team is important to me. I want that to be um, a diverse team. I want that team to be something that they can give their true opinion about different situations and stuff like that because I feel like authenticity is one of the greatest things that you can have and there's not a lot of it floating around these days. So authenticity, to me, is very valuable. I don't think you want to listen to the same dry, um, boring perspective from other people. So, or from the same people or different sources, mainly tying into the same thing or talking about the same thing, but they're all just really bouncing off of each other. I feel like a unique perspective is gold. So why not? Dang it. Being in the, also another thing is being in communities, making them better and stuff like that. I don't feel like, um, I feel like that's one thing that I probably picked up from HBCUs is uh, you can't just be somewhere and not be involved. So with with that, just kind of build, even with this event, the HBCU conference, um, encounter conference, that is to build, an, that is building communities. That is going to build and strengthen more so, not just the HBCU communities, because when people are coming from different institutions that aren't HBCUs, more than likely, you'll be close to an HBCU. So that'll build the communication. That'll build the, uh, that'll build the community. You can, for example, Duke and North Carolina Central University, where I attended or attend is one of the biggest schools in the world. Very well known, but we have, I feel like we have very little communication with them. (laughs) So even then, that'll build, even if it just starts with the students, that'll open doors, that'll open opportunities for 
both communities, not just the HBCU community. So that's just something fun. Building something different is really the main thing that I'm all about. So I don't want it to be something boring that's already taking place. Uh, if that was the case, I never would have started this. So building something different, building something fun. That's what it's all about to me. Building something that's productive, building something that'll last. That's going to be the best part about this. So um, that's what I've been about from the very beginning. Uh, when I started this entrepreneurship goal of mine, even when I was a kid, I always really, you know, I really wanted to be an entrepreneur. So with this being my first business, it's it's going to always be special to me. It's always going to be something I hold very near and dear to my heart. Uh, and just really... I don't know, just putting everything into it and to making sure it's the best thing that it can possibly be. That's that's the best thing about entrepreneurship to me is um I really thought I was told when I was a kid that entrepreneurship is about working for yourself. You get to make all the choices and everything about that. Eh, there's a certain degree of truth to that. But more than anything else, I've learned that entrepreneurship is definitely about everybody else. Um, <laughs> it is more so about the people that you are targeting, your target audience. It is more so about them than it is about anything else. So um, whoever told me that, they didn't really tell me the truth. But I still like it anyway. I still love entrepreneurship. It's fun. Um, entrepreneurship is a, it's a journey. It's not, it's not for everybody. But... If you love to invest time, if you love to build things, if you love to take your passion and make it into something, then the entrepreneurship might possibly be for you, but there's still a lot of other things involved in it. So that's what face value is about. Uh, we want to build a team. We want to do something different. We want to expand. We want to cover a lot of different topics, a lot of different things. We want to give a lot of different valuable perspectives and give a lot of valuable insight into a lot of different things. So that's what we're really about, man. Moving on, though. Let's talking about this conference. This conference, um, just put up a really big post about it, breaking down every single thing about the conference um, up to this date, up to this point that we have and what we're going to do. We're going to push out some more stuff, but I don't want to give everything out at first. That's no fun. I like surprises. I like wrinkles in the movement and everything else but uh november 3rd is when registration begins <sighs> i don't know i'm nervous about that to be honest with you like uh it's fun of course it's something new it's something exciting but with this being my first you know business and everything like that there's always been nervousness about how i've moved about things but there's also been like an excitement. It's just really, when you hear people say you're, you're moving out of your comfort zone, moving out of your comfort zone gives you a lot of different feelings. And for me, I learned that I was nervous about a lot of things. And I've also learned that I've excited about a lot of things. But to me, I like the feeling. I don't think a lot of people like to be nervous. But usually when you're nervous, that means it has a big impact on something. So. I'd rather be nervous about possibly making a big impact or big monumental step towards something than being 
complacent in this little bubble where no progression is being made. So, that's just, you know, that's just me personally. It might not be you, but that's just me. But uh, also, when I tell y'all, look, listen, when I tell y'all that it's very important that you also listen up here or whenever or follow on Facebook or Instagram or like the page on Facebook or like the page on Instagram or um, Twitter, YouTube and all that good stuff. I'm, I'm telling you for a reason. Mainly that reason is loyalty. I love loyalty. So loyalty will be rewarded. Bottom line. I mean, I can dive into details about that, but loyalty will be awarded and rewarded. So if you're listening to this podcast and stuff like that, definitely with November 3rd being registration and registration opening up in on November 3rd, it would be very wise to listen to this, to follow on Facebook at face value, F-A-I-S-V-A-L-U-E. And that's for Instagram, Twitter, and everything else. So. I'm just saying that it would be very wise to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and all those other things, all the other social media sites, because it would be very, very beneficial to you. And I don't want to hear the excuses now if you ain't. Because at the end of the day, you got a choice to make. I gave you a choice. I gave you an ultimatum. You get to make your own choices. So. I'm just saying, you might want to get in tune. You might want to stay connected with those websites or social media sites. And also, that was going to be all we were going to talk about. But my phone just vibrated. And this is why I keep my phone on. Because stuff like this. <laughs> While I'm doing the podcast, rather. For, for situations like this. Because LeVar Ball just announced, pretty much, that he's going to pull his son his youngest son, LaMelo Ball, out of high school and train him himself for the next two years. That's pretty big to me. It's, it's rubbing against the grain a little bit, which is not... Anytime you rub against the grain, people are like, oh, you're stupid or you're crazy. But I think one thing that LaVar Ball has really already showed everyone is that he's going to go against the grain when it comes to a lot of different things. So, so with that being said, I think it's a pretty big move. To me, I think it's I think it has a lot to do with the NCAA and their rules and how they're traditionally doing things. Because when you look at it, Zoe he went through kind of he went through the NCAA and played at UCLA and all that stuff to pretty much break the mold for the brand. Now, now that he's broken the mold for the brand, they can venture out and do a lot of different things that they weren't originally doing before. Jello, he's still at UCLA. Um, <laughs> he's still at UCLA, so he'll have to still deal with the NCAA. And if you saw one post that I did, or even if you watched the ball, ball in the Family, which is like their family, pretty much reality TV show, you'll see that one episode where he kind of explains why he's not really involved in a lot of things that the NCAA is doing right now. 
or that his family is doing, I'm sorry, that the big baller brain is doing right now because with that, he has to kind of sit out and watch because the NCAA gets to say, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. You just got to sit there pretty much and play basketball. You can't push this brand or anything like, like that or you'll risk your eligibility and you'll risk your whole school's eligibility and how they win or what, what the percentage of games they win and everything else like that. So, to me, I think him pulling his youngest son out of school, which I think has more hype. The Mellow Ball has a crazy amount of hype right now. So, and he's always had a crazy amount of hype pretty much since Zoe came out. And we kind of learned about who this family was. So, with LaMelo Ball being pulled out of high school for the next two years, I think it's a shot more so at the NCAA. Because if you remember, LaMelo Ball became the first high school athlete to have his own shoe. So, with that being said, I'm not even sure if he can wear his shoes during an NCAA game because of branding issues, copyright issues, and all that good stuff. And LaMelo Ball, pretty, LaMelo Ball is an icon right now. That's pretty, he's, he's becoming more of a trendsetter, and his dad is pretty much setting him up that way. And it's great to me. But when you really, really look at it, LaMelo's, Okay, LaMelo's a bigger star than Jello is right now. Jello's in school right now at NCAA. LaMelo's a bigger star than him. I mean, just is how it is. Um, Zoe and LaMelo, they're probably on about the same level as star power. But LaMelo has a lot more star potential, mainly because he's the youngest. And he won't be the end of the brand. But he's the one bringing up the rear of the brand, so he'll have a lot of a lot of um, responsibility. He'll have a lot of responsibility as he kind of moves forward. So I think this was really a shot from Lavar Ball at the NCAA because at this point people don't even know if he's going to school right now. So if he doesn't go to UCLA. Then UCLA is going to be a little upset at the fact that they're missing out on a whole bunch of coins because of the star that LaMelo is. LaMelo not going to UCLA is going to cost them millions of dollars. And one thing that LaVar Ball has already said is that, oh, it's funny how these kids, or not these kids, it's funny how these organizations and schools and all this stuff can profit and make millions from our kids. But the second that I do it or another parent tries to do it, it's a problem or an issue. So, to me, this has a lot to do, a lot more to do with the fact that LeVar Ball ain't seeing eye to eye with the NCAA right now. And if you think about it, he's not the first one. Thon Maker didn't go to college. He plays for the Milwaukee Bucks right now in the NBA. He didn't go to college. His eligibility was in question, but eventually he got approved to be in the NBA AA or in the NBA AA. <laughs> <gasps> the NBA draft. <laughs> and so, a lot of people thought that was going to break the mold for things like this to happen, or things like this to come forth. And the fact that his eligibility was not hindered just because he didn't go to college, but it was more like he kind of spent an extra year at a prep school type situation, and then he entered the NBA. 
Well, LaMelo Ball is going to be homeschooled. More than likely, he'll take the same path. Um, I'm not sure about the competition that he'll be playing, though. So how much better he'll get, I'm not quite sure. But over the last year, I can tell you he's, he's gotten taller. He's gotten a little stronger. He's gotten a lot better just over the year. that I, I love college basketball, so I've been following him before the hype was really around him. And he's gotten really good. He's gotten a lot better over the last past couple of years. So he has one more year in high school anyway. Um, it'll be interesting, very interesting to see if he goes to UCLA right now because I think right now he doesn't go. And for him and the star power and the potential that he has to kind of push and break a mold for this in the future, I think the NCAA is going to either either stand their ground or they're going to have to bend and break a little bit just to let LeVar Ball and LaMelo Ball do the things that they want to do. Because everybody everybody knows at this point that NCAA is an outdated system. Like, it's the system that they have in place is really outdated. Not letting kids be able to profit from their star power and people that work for the NCAA or NCAA making millions, if not billions of dollars from this. That's crazy. It's insane. And these people are... Um, <laughs> they've I think they finally got the right dude in LeVar Ball to um push the push the envelope a little bit a little bit and say, hey, um yeah, you got the right one now because my son is worth more than you're gonna realize definitely when he doesn't go to school and cost UCLA millions of dollars next year. So I just think it's really interesting to see this whole thing unfold. I think the NCAA is going to bend or break if he still wants him to go to UCLA. I don't. No one really knows if he's going to UCLA right now, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this unfolds because Melo is a very, very, very big name right now, and this news and this is going to really shake up the NCAA. I'm I'm pretty sure they already running around in the office right now. Like, bro, what? Definitely UCLA because they want their money. Bottom line, yeah, they want Lamelo to come play, but they want their money. So, and he's gonna cost them millions of dollars next year if he doesn't play at UCLA. So, I really think, like Lavar Lavar said, he, he said, shoot, I, I'll pull him out of school. He won't go to college next year. That's fine. When he announced the shoe and people were talking about, well, he's not going to be able to promote his own shoe when he goes to college. LeVar said, look, that's fine. If they don't want us to push a brand, if they don't want us to go ahead and do this, then fine. He won't go to college. And I think Jello, the reason I don't think they did it with Jello is because Jello kind of needs the college ranks right now. It's not that he's garbage or anything like that. It's just he's a shooter. Shooters will always have a spot in the NBA. He's not, you know, super big. He's not super fast or super strong for the position that he'll probably play, which is the two. He'll he he's not a point guard. He's not a he's God knows he's not a three in the NBA. So he he kind of needs the college ranks. But Lamelo, I don't think Lamelo really needs the college competition in the college thing to boost his NBA stock. 
Will his NBA stock fall because he didn't go to school for two years? Absolutely. But we all know who they want to play for anyway. We all know that all three of them boys, LeVar Ball has said plenty of times before, he wants them to all be in a Lakers jersey. Jello, first round pick, possibly. Lakers got a second round pick next year. I think it's an early second round pick. Depending, we might see that second round pick be for LiAngelo Ball. That's my opinion. I think it's going to happen. I said it here first. So if it does happen, give me my props. But <laughs> I think this is more so part of the plan to get all of these dudes, all of his sons, on the Los Angeles Lakers. And it's also a shot at the NCAA for saying, look, what you're doing to Jello really ain't right because he can't push the brand. He can't push anything. If he mentions pretty much, if he mentions Big Baller brand and says, you should buy, it's a wrap for him. Like, <laughs> he'll be suspended probably immediately. So, it's going to be interesting to see. And I definitely think, I definitely think the NCAA is going to give a little and then... LaVar Ball will probably reevaluate the whole situation. And he'll possibly go to UCLA. Or he possibly won't. We will have to see. But I definitely think LaVar Ball just pulled the NCAA's card. And now the pressure's on them. Because UCLA, yeah, they part of the NCAA. But they looking at them like, bro, we want our money. We want our, uh, we want our cash. We need that money, honey. So... <laughs> This will be very, very interesting to see. Uh, it just came through, so I don't know a lot of information about it right now, or neither do a lot of people. But that's about it. This has been a very fun episode with a little bit of improvisation built into it. I like it. But thank y'all so much for tuning in. Um, like I said, uh, tune in, follow Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all those good things. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Face the Buzz. And I will see y'all at a later date. Like Wednesday. So, peace.